In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. On the sixth day, God decided to rest. But he knew that he couldn't rest because one thing was left undone. He came down to earth, he drew a handful of sticky, muddy clay. And out of that clay, he made his finest creation right before going to sleep for 6,000 years. Or something like that, according to New Age creationists. Anyway, he went, he made his finest creation, the first one, Ghost Body. The second one, Devon. And he looked back and he said, Beetlecast will now begin. What's going on, everybody? It's Devin. It is early as hell, my friends. I'm editing this. And uh, I wanted to let you know that uh, our guest, Braylon, who is awesome, his, uh, I want to tell you in advance, his audio is a little, you know, how it goes. My dude's an Apple devotee, and he has an iPhone 11, and so I had him use the voice recorder, because not all of us have super advanced um, digital audio workstations and microphones to work with, and I still obviously wanted him to participate. So you're going to have to forgive Raylan's audio. I'm going to do everything I can to do with it. I can do with it in post, and uh, we'll see what happens with it. But in the meantime, I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Beetlecast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the immortal, the sexy, the beautiful, the amazing, and the perfect Beetlecast. I'm Devin. I'm joined by my co-host, Zachary Ghostbody, Ghostbody, and a special guest today, my dear friend Braylon, who is uh, a huge, huge, huge influence on Beetle Milk and a huge associate. And I just love him to death. He's one of my best friends. He's just like, he just like does things to my body. Okay. He just does things. Every time I see pictures of him in his fucking Mandalorian outfit, I just, I, I, uh, okay guys. Anyway, I'm going to need to calm down. Um, what's going on gentlemen? How are you, how are you guys doing today? <laughs> Go for it, really. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm actually doing really great today. It's been a good weekend. Very productive. Got some stuff knocked out that I've had lined up. Uh, life's good right now. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. Ghost Body, what about you, buddy? Eh, not bad. Um, had to hit the old homestead for a little bit. Uh, took care of some things. Had to throw a bunch of shit out. Um, past that, uh, not a whole lot of ridiculous things happened besides like traffic on the way back to where I normally live. All right. Outstanding, man. Um, so Braylon, um, Braylon is a listener of Beetlecast, and uh, you guys might remember him from uh, episode seventeen, a somber moment. He, uh, where I talked about him at length. So it's that guy right there. And if you're not uh, familiar with that episode, you should go back and listen. It's on YouTube now. Just saying. Um, so that's all good. But Braylon, the way this works is we don't structure it. So uh, you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. So since you're the guest, I'm going to let you lead. What's up? All right. Well, uh, just so I can go ahead and get it out there, if it has not been addressed already, uh, I do love this man. Devin's my homie, homie for life, brother from another mother. No, we aren't gay lovers. No, we aren't into each other. <laughs> it's just mutual. Speak for yourself. No, nah, man, it's mutual brotherly <laughs> respect. <laughs> I'm only pointing it out because uh, I know I've been a, a, a infrequent listener, truth be told. And um, I have caught a few episodes where you have you know, thrown, thrown praise my way. I do appreciate it. I really do. I mean, I hope I can live up to the hype the way you build me up. But, um, yeah, man, <laughs> I didn't know it was like that. <laughs> Oh, it's always been like that. Every single time you are brought up in a conversation, it is like I can hear the hand under the desk just kind of slapping the thigh a little bit. The um, So it's kind of a meme actually in my life because um, when me and Braylon first started hanging out back in the day, um, it, I mean, like we've, we've been down for a really long time now. And when we first started hanging out, um, we uh, – like as like when we started actually getting close and like um like spending time outside because we had a, uh, we worked in the same place, and so um 
when we started spending time together outside of like hanging out and we just like, you know, like drink whiskey and hang out and talk about movies or whatever. Um, I actually had people do, they, they actually accused me of that. Like, they're like, dude, like you're like, like, are you like gay for Braylon? And I'm like, if I was gay, I would be. Um, but I'm not, so I'm not, but I mean, I'm man enough to admit that if I was, I would be straight up like whatever. You got a fucking problem. And, um, so, uh, that's kind of where that comes from is because like, it's something, cause I realized that when you, in, in our culture, it's not exactly encouraged to show just outward, outward, um, for somebody who's, you know, not blood related or whatever, um, just like outward love and affection and admiration and um, all that stuff. But I don't care about what's normal in culture because I feel the way I feel. And if anybody's got a problem with it, then they can go flying fuck themselves as far as I'm concerned. Because uh, dude's my dog and, you know, you can judge it as you sit at home fucking playing World of Warcraft with internet friends. And I actually have real friendships. So eat a chode. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, you should be making Sorry. fun of the fact that they're playing World of Warcraft still. <laughs> yeah, just even if you have real friends, why are yeah. you playing World of yeah, Warcraft? What's wrong with you people? F that game. But, <laughs> hey, so uh, this is actually like my first official time like getting to directly speak with Zach. And uh, I wanted to point out, I don't know if Devin told you this, that the few times I have you know, listened to some of y'all's more extensive talks, and I was like, man, this this dude knows his games. <laughs> he's definitely, he's definitely yeah. a gamer. He's definitely a fighter, too. Um, and um, I, I have look, I have been looking forward to the opportunity of bouncing that back and forth with you, uh, specifically about Excellent. fighting games, because I've heard that you're uh, kind of a pro, or at least you compete competitively. Uh, uh, I've attempted and gotten my ass stumped, okay. but I have played in competitive. I have played competitive for a little bit, and um, actually fucking Tokyo Game Show just went on recently, and I lost my shit because Virtual Fighter. A virtual fighter project just got all oh, that too. So, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, I am. But yeah, I've I've, I've played a little bit. I, I I do the things here and there. What's your Listen, what, what's your fight? Oh my bad. Go ahead. No, no, no. It, my bad. Please go ahead. I, no, I was just curious. What, what 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 are you fighting in now? I mean, is it multiple games? Is it something specific that you're better at? Or multiple? Um, I've been trying to work a little bit more on Mortal Kombat. My primary, I would have to say at this point, is probably Tekken. Um, I'm going to start back playing Grand Blue Fantasy Versus since the patch just came out. Um, let's see, what else, what else, what else, what else? Uh, Virtual Fighter 5, I'm going to try and get back into that a little bit. And as for like the things that are constantly going on, that's really about it. I play Street Fighter here and there, and I'm kind of just waiting for next year when Akira comes out for Definitely. it. Definitely. Um, yeah, Street Fighter has never really been my game. Um, I have a friend that likes to play, mm-hmm. and I just like playing the fighting game, so I picked it up for that. Now, if you're talking about 3, I mean, I know it's broken as hell, but that to me is like just the best Street Fighter of all time, and they can't, they, they, they can't live up to that for some reason. I don't care for the cartoony art style. I don't care for... Uh, the way they've got their, um, um, their um, I forgot Listen, what it's called. Guys, it. What's up? Street Fighter, fight me. Street Fighters diet in Mortal Kombat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say diet Mortal Kombat. They're, they're, they're two completely different fighting games. Street I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe in 94. <laughs> Street Fighter is Mortal Kombat if they neutered Mortal Kombat. Okay? Like, that w- <laughs> that would actually be Mortal Kombat versus DC. Oh, t- but touche. all right, all right, yeah, touche. <laughs> yeah, we'll pretend that we'll, round. We'll, we'll pretend that doesn't exist. Yeah, you Ooh. know, I actually got really, I got really good at that game. Like, of um, course it you was, did. Like, I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you also play Pokemon still, right? Oh, I, dude. <laughs> hey, Pokemon is Pokemon's legit. So I don't give a fuck what you say, man. Pokemon is awesome. There, and it's like there's the, a tournament scene. The thing about Pokemon though is that um one thing I really like about it is so in order to be even slightly decent at Mortal Kombat, you or uh, Street Fighter, and especially a game like Tekken, you have to um you have to actually kind of devote some time to it and kind of learn at least the rudiments of it. Pokin, you can jump right the fuck in and start kicking ass and not even worry about it. Like, it's not that technical. It's not that crazy. And um, as far as, like, just a fun party game just to play with your friends and hang out and, like, know that it's just fun, Pokin is awesome. 
Okay, because people get yeah. competitive and angry yeah. with Mortal Kombat. And I still have people to this day that got one good round off on me and won't shut the fuck up about it. And it's like, okay, listen here, you motherfucker. I beat the Mortal Kombat 11 campaign on easy. <laughs> like, Wait, I mean, that, there is something to be said about you finishing Chronica, but damn, come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I finished Chronica, all right. <laughs> Saying. That bald oh, head God. got no, me where I need yeah, to go. She, she's anyway. no, 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 it's funny. No it's boy. funny that you bring up Mortal Kombat because really up till this one, I mean, ten was okay. I didn't mind it. I, I, I missed nine, and uh, I've seen some 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 combo uh, combo king videos on them since then. I was like, I, I really did miss out on nine because it was very cheesy up till that point. And then ten came out, and I was like, okay, this isn't that bad. It, it's it's got a little more depth, a little more technique to it. But then eleven came out. I just feel like it's like the perfect Mortal Kombat. Um, the way they've uh, represented all the characters, like specifically like Jax and Jackie, or um, Jackie, yeah, Jackie's, 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 yeah. Jackie's so fucking dope. And up till this game, I didn't care for characters like that because they just historically didn't make them cool. I don't know if it's because they were the black characters or because of. Um, I mean, oh, do you? What's up? I, I, Real quick, do you remember the 3D era with Jax and the giant ass chain and the fucking guns? <laughs> oh. oh oh do i why do no. i <laughs> i mean no I, I, I go way back man i'm talking about like jack's like when he first came out and two wearing the american pants and oh, got no. the you know the uh, i'm gonna get you sucker. gotcha no it's two gotcha two. jackson <laughs> jack saved in three didn't he no, two. Uh, two. He was in two. Jax. Yeah, Jax, he was, come on, man. Yeah, he was two, OG. and he had, the, he had the cybernetic arms and three. Yes, hey, man, correct. I still but got he these had, like, games. Variation of them, Braylon, too. get your ass over here in Minnesota. I got I got all these fucking games on an actual Sega Genesis at home, okay? I'm just saying. Oh, no, guys, man. Bitch, no. you still haven't caught these hands in 11. What well, do you, why yeah. don't you get it on <laughs> Xbox and get with your boy? I have it on Xbox, you son of a bitch. Yeah, then wh- why haven't I not gotten a call yet? All you want to want to talk about is business and Machiavelli and shit, and like we got shit to do. Look, look. You trying to catch these hands the tonight? Come first. Let's go tonight. We can fucking catch these hands. All right. All right. All right. And you're twenty million times better than me, and so is Braylon. So I'm gonna talk all this shit. But um, I what I wanted to say is that what I love about Jax is in Mortal Kombat 11, Jax is the only character, besides barring maybe Johnny Cage, with a character arc in 11. He's the only one. I mean, like, Raiden kind of is like, is like, oh, I'm no. super powerful. I'm a dick. No. You know? A, no, you got Liu Kang. You've got Shang Tsung. Did you play Aftermath? Hell yeah, I played Aftermath. Yeah, the one with Shang Tsung or even, or even uh, Nightwolf. Everyone's got a little arc, man. What are you talking about? That's not uh, just... Well, I they mean, got a little bit Jack, arc. Jack okay, is let me try for sure. Yeah, let me try. Let me try it like this. They uh, they have arcs, but Jax is the only one that has any emotional impact. Fair. Uh, okay, you mean in the story though, right? In story. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So have you have you um have you beat the game with any of the characters outside of story mode, like just doing like the arcade mode to see their individual endings? I have not. I didn't okay. know that was a thing. All right. All right. So check. So, so check this out. Real shit. Check this out. Real shit. So mute myself. Hold on. So check this out. Real shit. So I beat the game as Jackie, and so the end. The way the ending goes is she gets the crown, and what she wants to do is take back the time when Jax was turned into a revenant and did all those deeds because he fucked him up in the head, and she knew that if she did that, that she would not exist because he would not meet her mom. And you know what she yeah. says to that? I'm cool with that. And she just oh, says, gosh. "I love." She says, "I love you, Dad." Makes it happen. She saves his life, saves him from becoming a revenant, and he never knows. <laughs> That's some serious That's mind beautiful. fuck time. Yeah, it's some serious mind fuck time travel shit. Like, like your daughter that that doesn't exist made it to where you didn't suffer, and now she no she she she's no longer here. Man, that's just like what. Yeah, that, that, so, that, this, and then that, that, I will, there's Jackson's. <laughs> I will say that, like, I will say that, like, Jax, like, legitimately, guys, Jax was legitimately my favorite character in Eleven, because he was just like so, like, I mean, he, like, even the bad stuff that he did was for good reasons. He was like, and even his younger self was like just like so fucking awesome when he's like hanging out with Jackie, and he's just like, you know, he's still starry eyed and like fucking hasn't had all that bad shit happen mm-hmm. yet, and you know. I just I I loved it. I thought it was wonderful, but after Jax, 
I gotta go with Aftermath Shang Tsung, who was perfect yeah, in definitely. every way. OG Shang Tsung. He was amazing. He was oh, amazing. Yeah. When he became it young ain't... and he was like so... he was like straight up like from Mortal Kombat uh the movie, you know, the same guy, you know, they <laughs> yeah. modeled after him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um he's voice all... as well. I don't know if you guys know this, he's old now. He's like old as hell now. Yeah. But yeah. um much respect to him, whatever his name what's his name again? Like he's fucking awesome. And like uh, he... uh, uh, I'll give him a second. That guy is Shang Tsung. There will never be another Shang Tsung. It's him. Your soul is mine, dude. Oh my god, I fucking love him. He's fucking awesome. And oh, it's it's huh? um uh, da, 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 Tagawa, um Carrie Tagawa, Mister Carrie Tagawa. My respect Kerry, to Kerry, you, Kerry, my Kerry, friend. If I'm not mistaken, and uh, he's just he's amazing. And so, like during the entire aftermath DLC, I had like the most massive, like serious, like fan boner. And the reason was because of A, Shiva, who's my girl, and, uh, and, no, dude. Air stomp. I, I just know it. Fucking air stomp. Watch. Nothing but Hell air yeah, stomp. Dude, air Spam stomp. air stomp. So she, she was Mortal Kombat 3, okay? And she rocked it. And she was garbage. Um, <laughs> she was fucking garbage. She, was, she wasn't garbage, man. Sindel was, was garbage. garbage, although she's respectable in 11. Anyway, um, and then, uh. But then, and then Shang Tsung just killed the game in that game. Like, it was, he stole the show. Every scene he was in, he mm-hmm. stole it. So, and chewed so much scenery. Chewed all of the scenery. <laughs> he hammed it up. In the, o- the only thing I don't like about them bringing back Shang Tsung, I've always loved him as a character, but I remember OG Shang Tsung whenever he could turn into every character. I I mm-hmm. miss, I miss that. Nowadays, it'd probably be broken. I'd say find some way to, like, debuff it, like, Maybe you don't get any crushing blows because you can turn into everybody. I don't know. But I miss that because anybody who played with them always played differently. Like maybe they had like a Sub-Zero Scorpion combo or maybe every now and then they'd bring out Jax or something like that. I miss that. I miss that because his meta is just so on point. When you fight as him, you can't turn into other characters. You can't no, even do their fatal blows. What, no. he's, what he's talking about is back in the original game where he was the boss. Uh, he was able. You were able to type in like miniature codes when you were fighting in order to switch into particular characters. Switching to everybody. Um, you had the boss. Version. You could switch into everybody, yeah. and it wasn't just when he was a yeah. boss. Uh, when he was a boss in one, he could turn into everybody. But in two and three, I'm not, I think right. I think they stopped in four. Um, he could turn into every single character if you knew their input, and I think it lasted for like fifteen seconds. And I missed that. I yeah. missed that mix-up. It was it was fun to watch when somebody was really good with him because you never knew who was going to turn so, into next. So what's funny is um, that's part of the re- actually Sang Soon is a little bit of the reason why I actually play Mokujin in mm, Tekken mm. in the games that he's actually mm-hmm. in um, because I like the random select. But you were saying that the um, I actually um, I didn't I I don't know I never played Shang Tsung in those in the older games. But I will say mm-hmm. that um, I play ten a lot. I have eleven, mm-hmm. but I play ten. Because Xanthus likes to play Test Your Luck, which they, for some stupid reason, omitted in 11. And, um, I, uh, so the one that I found that's, like, so OP that I never, like, suspected would be as amazing he as he is in combat is actually, um, believe it or not, Quan Chi. Quan Chi in 10, I don't know about 11, but in 10 is so OP. You, like, reach in through the portal and grab them and pull them through the portal, and they're, like, across the screen, and it's just like, dude, what the fuck? I love it. I miss Tremor. I miss Tremor. Tremor sec. Tremor Tremor sec, yeah. They, um, I I don't understand why they don't have a system like Pokemon where you can play, like, Alien in 11, (laughs) or Jason Voorhees in 11, or Freddy Krueger in in 11. So, with that part... Joker and Robocop in 11. My bad. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. Um, yeah, it's, it's licensing when it comes to that because it because of having to pull the properties. Like considering that Alien and also Predator are both Fox, and that means they have to go to Disney. Mm. Well, then let's bring him. Let's bring in Mickey Mouse and have him be a combatant. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna fucking so, kill you. So, 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 <laughs> you haven't seen Joker or Terminator or RoboCop play? Of course I have. RoboCop. <laughs> I didn't I mean, like it's... RoboCop. Oh. Zach, I don't know if I told you about this, dude. So I hated RoboCop when I first got him, but I was actually talking to Zach mm-hmm. about this, 
And he brought up the Z- RoboCop isn't like an up close character. He's a mid he's a mid range character. And so um, the next time I played the game, I played RoboCop mid range and dominated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I I didn't even know that was a thing with characters. And so like uh, I mean I don't claim I don't make any claim to being good at Mortal Kombat or an expert of any kind, but um. I did appreciate that. So I still don't really like RoboCop, but I do uh, in that game. But I do. um, I at least figured out how to be effective with him. But if I'm going to play one of the characters that are, uh, you know, like the licensed characters, I'm probably going Joker or Spawn. Um, Although Spawn's a little too slow for my liking. I hate hate Spawn. He's trash. He's trash. Joker's not trash, though. Yeah, he's trash. I'll beat the living shit out of him. Fuck, fuck Spawn. <laughs> Joker, J- oh. Joker's got some crazy crushing blows. I don't. I, good Joker uh, players, I don't. I don't like him at all. It's almost as bad as a Cassie uh, player or a good Cassie player. I fucking uh, hate Cassie. <laughs> my spirit, ah. like fucking um, uh, so many body bags, so many body bags, so many fucking oh the, the blender, oh the blender, no, no fucking flashback, fucking uh. Like, Nilly Vanilla <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck, dude? Okay. The um so the thing is though, is uh the thing the thing that the reason I don't like playing with the Joker that much, even though he's a wonderful actually fighter, is because I get distracted by how funny he is. Like, yeah. when he jumps and he's just like jumping like 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 <laughs> or the such bat- a fucking derpy job. This is like fucking Batman fuck? puppet. I'll save the day. Mm-hmm. I'll save the day. Pum, pum. Yeah, dude. I get so distracted by how funny he is that I can't even play the game because I'm laughing. So, um, I don't play as Joker that often. Um, and, and honestly, if I had to pick a character that I play the most like competitively, if I'm trying to actually win a fight, because I normally don't care, but if I'm trying to win a fight, man, in ten it would be probably Sector. Like Triborg, I really like Sector. Okay. Um, but in eleven, it wouldn't be any of the licensed characters. I don't think it would probably be. I'd probably play as Chronica, or I probably play as uh, actually Shao Kahn because that fucking hammer, the hammer hits hard. So, shit. What's your feeling if you've played the game after the aftermath um, DLC? What's your feeling is a buffed Shao Kahn? Because in the beginning, he was actually not that great except for his range. They added, um, they gave him a bunch of positive frames on block. And also they added like, um, uh, basically made him a significantly more powerful no, character than he was when he originally came yeah, out. Yeah, they added a cancel. And, yeah. like, that, that cancel is what really changed the yeah, game. Yeah, that, 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 that. That fucking yeah, uh, low hit. Because he can cancel into a debt or to a shoulder charge. Or he can do a grab. And, you can, and the only way to block that grab is a neutral duck. Like, are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and also, that was something I was trying to understand, and it fuck it, it fucked me up for the longest. It is so weird to play a fighting game that if you are crouch blocking, you're going to get yeah, grabbed. It's weird as hell. It throws or, me off every or time. not being able to duck the grabs. <laughs> right. I hate that. Like, but I get why you can't more combat. Be- I, I get why you can't more combat because then you would never get grabbed. Realistically, but. Oh, my it God. is. It, it sucks. So while we're talking about gaming and everything, <laughs> I actually want to redirect this because Mortal Kombat 11 is awesome and amazing. And so is all the Mortal Kombat. Uh, all praise be unto our Lord and Savior, Ed Boon. Um, but uh, I actually wanted to talk about um, something more recent that. Uh, guys, Bill Gates owns the Elder, Elder Scrolls now. What do you think? Do you think Elder Scrolls Six and Starfield are going to be Xbox Game Pass exclusives? Brandon, you go first. And oh man, you, re- you really want to go first? All right. Here, here's my gist of it. All right. Don't That's know. Like printing money. Don't know. Don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. I, Zach? I, no, 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 no. I wasn't done. I mean, I really don't know. And I don't care. I and mean, here's Skyrim. <sighs> Uh, it's a decent game. It, it, it's still playable, but like a lot of Bethesda games, they're only really good with mods. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they have to have mods, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hearing, go ahead, dude. Uh, go ahead. Oh. 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 You know just what I do. 
we'll basically be talking over him in post anyway, so it's all good. Yeah, you'll be talking <laughs> over me. You're good. Don't worry about it. All right, fine. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I I don't really like it anymore. It's a dated it's a dated it's a dated uh, genre in my opinion. Um, I'm really getting sick of a whole open world, a quote unquote. You can oh, do anything yeah, right. here and there. Um, pick up this, pick up that. Go do this, go do that. It's just it's a triple A game. They tie it with a quote unquote decent story. Add a few knickknacks and they. They they sell it to you at sixty bucks a pop. That's kind of how I feel about Ghost of Tsushima. I mean, not to really go off on a tangent, um, but I, I try not to follow these games anymore, simply because I'm tired of the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again. And buying them and replaying them to get that, it's just feeding the beast, and I don't want to do that anymore. So, it's interesting to me, and the reason is um, Braydog's conversation here. <clears throat> the reason I know that he feels that way is actually because of a conversation we had about Breath of the Wild, which he wasn't that impressed with. He finished it, he beat it, he wasn't that impressed with it. But um, uh, what's interesting about Braylon is that one of his favorite, if not his favorite, gaming genre is roguelike. And roguelike is literally the same thing over and over and over again. In 50, and mine too. I'm not hating. I love roguelikes. Um, he actually got me into him. So I, all credit due here. And I'm just, I got to give that credit, but, um, it's the same 15 minutes over and over again with different creatures, with different dangers and everything like that. And you're always like, there's always some kind of MacGuffin, like the amulet of Yindor or something like that. And, um, so f it's interesting to criticize, uh, these open world games that have this like gameplay loop when, roguelikes including even like enter the gungeon or um you know the the new game that you were talking about the you know the bpm game or any of that stuff they all have their own gameplay loops the only difference is they're a lot shorter and there's no story whatsoever i mean brogue is one of the greatest roguelikes ever made and there's literally no story you're in a cave you need to go to find the amulet Get your ass finding the amulet. Who gives a fuck about story? I disagree you know? with the aspect of story. If you mean in a traditional sense that uh, there's a, uh, a start and a finish, then yeah, there's nothing. At the end of the day, there is nothing. But part of what makes a game like Brogue to me timeless is that you're a part of the story. Every single playthrough, no matter how many times you do it, even though it's the exact same mechanics, it'll always be different. And I like that unpredictability. I like feeling like, no matter how well this run is going, one slight fucking misstep or one bad one, one bad coding uh, aspect of the game, uh, and I'm dead. No matter how, how well I prepare for it, I, I like that. I like that unpredictability. I like that perfect death because you play the game differently. Play any game like that, even like uh, like Last of Us with their hardcore mode, where you have to play through the entire damn game without dying. Now, given we, uh, I know that the game has a lot of. Um, uh, criticisms and a lot of controversy. You know, excluding that, um, you play the game differently when you know that any false misstep is going to make you start over from square one. <laughs> That's what makes um, it great. So, one thing that I was actually thinking about the other day is I was thinking I was thinking about Dwarf Fortress. I was thinking about Adventure Mode because I hope um, I heard there's a rumor that Tarn Adams is going to be working on Adventure Mode before it goes to Steam. Um, which is something I'm really excited about because you know my grudges with Adventure Mode, mostly with the dialogue system. And it occurred to me, what if there were open world games like Skyrim, um, and but instead of being kind of like the lackluster writers at Bethesda who obviously can't write a game, um, what if it was all procedurally generated? And I was like, well, that would probably be cool, but it would probably amount to the same thing that it already is, which is go here, do this, get this. And I was like, will we ever get to a point where we can have a procedurally generated open world 3D game that has the emotional impact of something like, say, The Witcher, which had very clever writing and very clever quests, which still amounted to go here, get this and kill this. But it at least was um, it at least had a really, really nice layer of story on top of it. And I think we're at least decades away from a computer being able to make that kind of stuff. So, Zach, uh, if you don't know Dwarf Fortress, um, the adventure mode, um, you create the world in Dwarf Fortress. Like, you procedurally generate the entire world, and it procedurally generates um, civilizations and the interactions that they have with each other and their entire history. Like, it makes everything. That's and an so then you. 
Yeah, it, it really is <laughs> understating how awesome it is. But then what happens is you drop into the world as an adventurer and you go questing in this world that was created, procedurally generated, when you click the button. And so it's different every single time. But at the end of the day, um, these roguelikes, even the bigger complicated ones like the like Dwarf Fortress or um, Cataclysm DDA, um, these guys all still amount to really the same thing, which is honestly, don't die. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Don't die. Find the creature. Get the thing. Don't die. And um, especially something like Cataclysm DDA. Um, Dark Days Ahead, which is wonderful if nobody's ever played. It's an ASCII game, and I'm absolutely addicted to fucking ASCII games after Dwarf Fortress. I love Dwarf Fortress. I, every time I get a new computer... Oh, Bray Dog, I didn't tell you. I got a new laptop, uh, which has an ARM um, processor. So it has a has a Qualcomm processor instead of an Intel processor. And uh, the the main benefit of that is that you can get 4G connectivity on your laptop. It's really neat. And uh, Apple right now is working on ARM processors for their MacBooks, and they're supposed to unveil them, I think, next year. Point being is my biggest worry. I'm not kidding, Braylon. My biggest worry was that I could not run Dwarf Fortress on this computer. No, and so you can. I, I got it. I got it, and it ran. Yeah. <laughs> and it ran well. And it so I, I, really I have a Dwarf Fortress save file on this laptop. The reason is because um, ARM processors cannot run um, 64-bit apps. They can only run 32-bit. So, um, but Dwarf Fortress, I figured, is an ASCII game. It probably is 32-bit fucking anyway. So um, it turns out that it ran just fine, and it's no issue, and it, uh, it actually runs probably better than my desktop computer because my desktop computer is getting old. But every computer I own has a Dwarf Fortress save file. And... Uh, that's because it's just such an amazing fucking game. Anybody who's never played Dwarf Fortress, like, stop what you're doing. Stop listening to this podcast. And then, well, actually, no. Finish this podcast and then go fucking listen to the rest of the episodes and get my numbers up for sponsorship purposes. And then after that, uh, go like Beetle Milk on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then after that... <laughs> Go follow me on YouTube, and then after that, <laughs> go buy something from Beetlemilk.com, and then and then finally, after you've done all of that, and then after that, go to twitch.tv slash ghostbody and subscribe to him, and then after that, follow Braylon on Instagram as well, no, and then finally, oh, he's not very social media active. Anyway, after you no, get done with all that, I'm go not. download Dwarf Fortress, and when you first boot it up, and um, you create the world and everything, you're all you're going to see is a bunch of fucking letters and symbols push past it braylon told me back in the day i'll never forget he told me that it's like reading the matrix and he wasn't fucking lying once you learn how to read the screen on dwarf fortress it's like reading the matrix don't pussy out and get a tile set if you get a tile set i'll know i'll know and i'll come to your house and i'll punch you in your pussy okay do not get a tile set (laughs) unless it's the steam one which apparently looks really good I remember, yeah, the Steam one looks really good. I'm, I'm really excited about the Steam version. I remember the first time I ever I ever played Dwarf Fortress. I I made the world. I embarked, so it was very um, like uh, Oregon Trail. Yeah, 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 Oregon Trail esque. And I was playing the game, looking through the interface, looking through the menus, and no joke, dude, two hours went by before I realized you could unpause the game. <laughs> yeah, because they just they just sit there and the, no it does joke. a little flippy icon. Yeah. And it's just like I mean, it does the little flippy icon. It just does it ad infinitum. Like as like who the fuck knows? Was that or you and you just get lost in the menus, just looking at all the stuff you can build, all the stuff you can um, generate, all the tasks you can make them do. You're like, okay, and that's that. Two hours later, I was like, wait, I can unpause the game. There's that. That's a thing. I thought they were already doing stuff. And then you did set you, them to did do you that. See, What's that? Did Did you see the UI that they overhauled the UI for Steam? It's um yeah it's it looks really good I and mean, then you can use a mouse now. It's, uh, it's mouse very, enabled. Fuck yeah, yeah, it's very very streamlined now. It looks fun. I'm I'm super into it I, yeah. because actually the weird thing is that UI is you find stuff in sections like dude I invite anybody out there to just open up a game of Dwarf Fortress, open up a save file, and create a pen for your animals because every embark that you go on usually you have animals on for food and for companionship and stuff. Just put those animals in a pen. Have fucking fun. Because where it's located in the UI, it's under zones. And who the fuck would think that? 
who the fuck would think that? Like, but that's where it is. It's like, dude, what the fuck was Tarn Adams thinking? Anyway, um, so apparently for Steam, it's going to have like a complete UI overhaul and it's going to have the creatures are going to be generated um, and they're going to have um, they're going to have a, like pixel art or whatever for each creature and it'll conform to whatever their description is in their description. So it's going to be really cool. Speaking of procedurally generated creatures, No Man's Sky is like I'm like addicted to No Man's Sky the way a crackhead is addicted to fucking crack. Like that game is so much fun. I I'm ran into a legit here. triceratops on a world. It's fucking awesome. What's up? So, yeah, dinosaurs. That's what sold you, huh? <laughs> well, also, also the semi-realistic space travel, the fucking the 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 complete freedom to go and explore an entire universe. Um, the worlds do get kind of samey after a while, but Hello Games has like really been working on that. And um, I went to, dude, I went to a world a few days ago, and it had um, bioluminescence. The, the creatures and the plants, and when night fell, they lit up in waves and then unlit and lit up in waves and unlit. It was gorgeous. If I went to a world like that in real life, I would never leave it. In this case, I had to get to the space station so somebody can tell me what the code 16 means, and I had to go do a bunch of missions and collect a bunch of stuff. But if I was in real life, I would I would stay there. They had bioluminescence. They, had, they have space jellyfish. I'm just saying, those two words together... Who the fuck ever thought that they would hear those two words together? Space jellyfish. That's what you come to Beetlecast for. You hear stuff that you would never expect to hear. And um, uh, Mars Triceratops. That's that's exactly... I'm just... I'm into this. Um, I really like it a lot. And it's, um, it's a logical extension of the whole procedurally generated... Like the power of procedural generation um, to create stuff that humans just wouldn't think of. You know, because we're just not creative enough. Like, holy shit. Like, when something you guys got to think about, okay? When humans create something, uh, it's always either like humans or it's like animals, right? And so it always conforms to some kind of animal we see in real life. And No Man's Sky is no exception. The bugs look like bugs and the herbivores look like herbivores. But what I'm looking forward to is a game or some other type of media that creates stuff that's so fucking far out of like what anybody would think of. It's not human and it's not animal. Like, um, I mean, I guess where do we got to go from there? Like minerals, like those dudes from breath of the wild that you got to blow up the thing on their back and fucking, then they just turn into a bunch of Amber and shit. I don't fucking know. Anyway. Um, it's a, it's a limitation to the human imagination, which is why you think extraterrestrials and people say that they visit us and they look like little green men because we can't think of anything cooler than green men or space cockroaches like men in black. And um, it's a limitation. I don't know. I don't know why we're like that. We're stupid. Humans are stupid. Should all be destroyed. <laughs> Sorry. I went on a rant. <laughs> I did uh, want to ask something. Um, I never did get to hear Zach's opinion on uh, Bill Gates uh, now owning Elder Scrolls. It sounded like you uh, had something to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to switch back to Gears, but I know how Devin can get, so I was just going to kind of wait for him to, like, I was, I was kind of weathering the storm for a moment there and just, like, closing you, the man. storm door. We still door. love you, man. We still love you. <laughs> the gl- closing, hey. going down the storm shallow the storm cellar was like holding the door down help me Dorothy help <laughs> anyway um so as to Zenimax not just Bethesda but Zenimax as a whole being purchased by uh, Microsoft well that's one way in order to bolster your first party catalog um which is the only so, thing Sony had on them <laughs> okay so here's the thing about this Hopefully, this will actually mean that um, we can actually get significantly better games out of Bethesda and the group and the groups that Zenimax owns. This does not you know, auto, this automatic. It's already been stated. This is not going to instantly impact um, the games that have been announced for exclusivity on other consoles, i.e., PlayStation right now for um, like Deathloop, and there's one other one that's going to be exclusive as well. Yes, yeah, some unknown game. Uh, but also, this does state this does make the likelihood of Elder Scrolls and some of the others becoming a first party title a little bit more of a possibility. 
But the one thing I'll definitely say in that case is that not necessarily. Because Microsoft does also own um, Minecraft. And Minecraft Dungeons, while enjoying a period of time of exclusivity on the console, did end up coming out for the other ones. Not to mention that Bethesda has always been leaning, Microsoft leaning for a long time anyway, even when the original Xbox came out. And more often than not, most of the dev kits were on place, were on the Xbox architecture originally, um, which didn't matter nearly as much on the on in this current generation ps4 xbox one generation as it did back then on the ps3 and 360 because entirely different architectures because of the cell processor versus the x86 architecture that the xbox uses boom um <laughs> the uh the overall like this also means that there's a chance that as i mentioned before with the games being better there's a chance they might actually be able to use something else rather than create engine because Microsoft will actually give them money to develop something. They already they, they upgraded only... Gamebryo or the uh, the creation yeah. engine for the for the <laughs> new ones that just came out not too long ago. Yeah, but the biggest thing about that is that the create engine is a giant honking piece of ancient shit. Well, yeah, duh. that engine has been used since Morrowind. And it's only been, like, they've only had graphical improvements that have been layered onto it. The entire, like, bottom architecture of it, the general building of it, has been trashed since then and trashed forever. Now we can actually have the possibility of having a Create Engine 2, for example. But the and considering that people can actually get money off here, and um, also, yay, uh, Donald Trump's brother is not a part of that uh, company anymore because he's dead, um, that also means that more money can go to different projects. So... Like Microsoft at least has some level of quality control when it comes to certain things, and we don't have to worry about that. So Todd Coward can continue Todd the to God. be Todd Coward, <laughs> but even then, even you can you can say Todd the God. I'm still going to call, call him <laughs> Todd Coward because he because the, the the fuckery that happened in that fucking in that company as a whole should have been fought against. But you can only go against but so hard against the board of directors. But when the board of directors also owns the other company that was your major level of competition, we'll see what how that goes. AKA Obsidian. Um, City with that happening, there's a lot of people who are jerking themselves off to the idea of a Fallout New Vegas two. Oh, yes. I'm gonna go ahead and go ahead and put a little bit of a pause there. Don't expect that to happen for quite some time. Uh, Obsidian already has their projects that they're working on with Microsoft independently, and also um, their Elder Scrolls competitor to uh, to that. that oh, about the latest game for yeah, they already showed that one off. That's their Elder Scrolls competitor. So we're going to have two Elder Scrolls like games from the same fucking company at this point because both of them are going to have a Microsoft stamp on it. Now, the one thing I will say is that Avowed is probably going to be the one that's going to be the Xbox exclusive while Elder Scrolls 6, whenever the fuck that comes out, and Starfield, whenever the fuck that comes out, are both going to end up being multi-platform games. If anything, Microsoft will probably have a short-term exclusivity deal when it comes to it, obviously, because they own the games and they can do whatever they want. But... Very, very, very likely is going to be that ex- that ex- limited exclusivity game pass ex- game pass like entrance type thing. In addition to then coming out on PC and the other consoles a little bit later, if not just uh, coming out on the PlayStation later, and even the relationship that they have between uh, between Nintendo is significantly better than they do with Sony. So we'll see. I, you were saying I keep picturing this situation in my head, and I just I can't get over it. It's um like you remember uh, when you were a teenager. I don't I don't know <clears throat> if you guys did this, but when you were a teenager and you like had a party, your parents like went out of town or something. You had a party, or you just had a few friends over, and you're like sitting there drinking or smoking weed or you know doing crack, whatever you're into. And uh and fucking then your parents come home early and you run around and you're fucking panicking trying to hide the crack or whatever. Um, I imagine that that's what it's going to be like at Bethesda when Microsoft sends over a quality control person. (laughs) 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 They're like, they're like, I mean, they're like glitched as the is no more. Your fans are not going to fix your games anymore. You motherfuckers are going to do this right. And then we're going to find out. And so two hours after that quality control person shows up, we're going to get a press announcement and it's going to say Elder Scrolls six delayed until 2035 because <laughs> because like that's that's my big problem with bethesda is like they really count on their fans to fix it and then when they don't let their fans fix it fallout 76 
it just becomes a worse and worse mess. I don't like it's weird because they're the, one of the biggest gaming companies in the world. And you'd think they could hire somebody who could fucking like code some shit without like having all the weird. I don't know, man. I got I got beef with Bethesda. I got beef. And um, I also have no plans on buying Elder Scrolls six when it comes out. Now, if it's free on Game Pass, your boy will hit it up. But I played Fallout 76 Wastelanders on Game Pass for like 20 minutes. And I was like, this is fucking whack. I've seen PlayStation 2 games that look better than this one. These people look like, dude, the character models. Yo, listen up, Todd and Bill. Fucking the character models look like somebody. It looks like people that cut off other people's faces and were wearing other people's faces while they talked. Like it's it's it just looks terrible. It's like there's games like Red Dead Redemption 2 out there that are photorealistic. And then you go back to this Polygon Nintendo 64 looking bullshit. And it's just like, dude, what the fuck, man? And it's I don't know. It's weird. I can we just can we just get another Arkham game? Like, can can that just be a thing? I'd really like another Arkham game. I hear Suicide Squad's coming out, so that'll be cool. Um, But uh, no, I'm. I'm happy about Microsoft buying them. Uh, I think that the quality control will go up and uh, that'll be amazing. And I'm sure Todd is counting his money right now. He's like, I don't give a fuck what y'all think because I'm paid, bitch. So, Hey guys, what's up? It's Devin again. So when we were recording this, we actually unfortunately had some technical difficulties um, it was definitely one of the most interesting podcast recordings we've done, um, because of, uh, just how, uh, varied the issues were. Um, we don't do many three-way ones, so, uh, we had a good time with it and it was a lot of fun, uh, but we lost a fair bit of audio. So this portion, after I went into that long rant about Todd, uh, Todd Howard from, uh, Bethesda. We actually went into talking about uh, Braylon, who is currently in the process of applying for the Mandalorian Mercs, who, if you don't know who they are, these guys are like professionals at putting together Mandalorian outfits. They're a lot like the 501st, um, which is the Stormtrooper division. It's a very distinguished honor to even get to apply. He's going to be hanging out with them um, a little bit after this is released. And uh, I'll be announcing on Beetlecast how he does. He's expecting to he's expecting to do well, although he does qualify with the fact that some people have to apply a few times because their standards are so high. I have every faith in him. After that, and we talked about uh, the Mandalorian marks. We actually went into um, the outro, and so uh, we were doing our shoutouts. And Braylon's shoutout actually was to his daughter Kia. So I'm going to cut it and when it cut in on the audio. But uh, what he was talking about is that uh, Kia is uh, she's good getting back into high school and everything like that with, you know, everything going on in the world. So uh, at this point, I'm just going to hand it over to Braylon. I'm sorry for the difficulties, guys. We're going to try to get Braylon on another time and have, uh, you know, have things maybe hopefully not have quite so many issues. So I hope uh, that you have enjoyed listening to this episode of Beetlecast, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Um, but now we're going to finish out the episode. Thanks. Um, so, guys, we're um, we're reaching the about the end of our hour now. I think we've had a pretty fun conversation. Um, Braylon, um, you've listened to a few episodes, so I'm sure you know that what we do is at the end of every episode, we do shout-outs, okay? So uh, if you would like to take the first... Shoutouts, my friend. We can go ahead and get this cracking. Uh, I'd like Whoever, to give a shout-out to my daughter, Kia. My daughter, she's uh, going back to school soon, uh, social distancing and all that. I wanted her to enjoy high school. I uh, also want to give a shout-out to uh, my job, Express Printing. Uh, they've been looking out for your boy for the last few months or so, and I've been very appreciative and thankful for that. And a shout out to everyone else out there listening. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to come on and hang with the boys and shoot the shit. And a shout out to the Mando Merch because I'm coming, bitches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Zach, what's up, man? What's your shout outs, my dude? Oh, uh, 
trying to think. Because I don't really think I got any shadows this week, honestly. Huh. That's weird. I'm going to put crickets yeah. behind you in post. <laughs> Cricket. Oh, you Cricket. son of a bitch. Cricket. Um, if you're going to do it, at least do fucking cicadas. I'll do, c- I'll do cicadas, uh, yeah. We'll do that. <laughs> yeah. So we'll go with that. All right. Just, <laughs> I'll do it all, wrong. man. I'll just have the entire the entire uh, empty night uh, set. I'll just order the entire thing. So um, my shout-outs, uh, first of all, obviously, I'd like to give a shout-out to my lovely co-host for the day, Braylon and Ghostbody, uh, my uh, both just beautiful humans that I'm honored to know and to uh, be associated with and be friends with and uh, be accused of homosexuality with in the case of Braylon. Um, so that's always fun. Hey, girl. <laughs> Straight up, call you boy hey. later. Anyway, um, <laughs> I- <laughs> the motherfucking ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> I tell you, you can smell you. I got, I got a Mandalorian merc for that ass. Okay, anyway, uh, so uh, anyway, oh my god, that was terrible. Okay, cool. So besides, besides you guys, I'd like it to give works. a shout out to um. I'd like to give a shout out to Donald Trump's dead brother. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to um, Joe Biden. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, uh, our there's uh, a RBG who unfortunately just passed away. That sucks. And um, I'd like to give a shout out to Todd the God counting his motherfucking money, Howard, who you know got paid. All right, you know that dude got paid. So I'd like to give a shout out to all those dudes. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Thank you so much for me hanging out with you. You're welcome in advance. And um make sure you uh make sure you hit up twitch.tv slash ghostbody to go check out Ghostbody's stream, which is fucking amazing. Make sure you get three hundred ghost box and make him hydrate because he hates it. And uh I will I will die on this hill. It's the best thing ever. Besides that. Um, oh, I also want to give a shout out to the great Pam Taro, who's fucking wonderful. Just had a birthday and had an awesome yes. stream that I attended. It was fucking wonderful. I'm getting more into the Twitch stuff, and I'd like to give a shout out to my friend's son, who uh, I met down in Minneapolis, and Tatiana's uh, good friend, Vanessa, who was kind enough to host us yesterday and is absolutely wonderful. So, guys, thank you to everybody listening. Um, we hope you all have a beautiful, amazing day and an awesome week, and we will see you on the next episode a Beetlecast. Catch you next time. <laughs> Yo, Duke gives me way too much credit. Seriously. This podcast has been a presentation of Beetlemilk.com. For more information on Beetlemilk, check out www.beetlemilk.com or any of the various social media sites. We're on all of them. For more information on Ghostbody, be sure to check out twitch.tv slash ghostbody. We put a lot of effort into this podcast, and we hope that you enjoy it. If you do, please stop by Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. It helps us with visibility, helps us get noticed to the world at large. And other than that, stay beautiful, perfect, and amazing.